This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We are now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Spotify also on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like and subscribe, and you'll get all of our content there. Also, check out FiveReasonSports.com. Spell that one out for the latest written content without a paywall. And check out our fantasy and gambling partners. For fantasy, check out Prize Picks. Use code 5 FIVE. Get that initial deposit match up to $100 at PrizePicks.com, the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store. You can download it from there. Just rate the number one fastest growing sports product. In the country, and again, you can play more than just the NBA there. They got the NFL futures there, NHL, MLB, MMA, and more. So go to prize picks, use the code five. Again, put down as much as you want, up to hundred dollars, and you will get that matched. No rollovers, it's free money. Go to prizepicks.com, use the code five. Also, better edge, go to betteredge.com. We're gonna be running a tournament there for the entire bracket for the entire NBA playoffs. So now that we know that the, the matchups are set after tonight, go to betteredge.com. There, use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. You get $20 to play. This is peer-to-peer legalized sports gambling. That's right. It's legal because you're not betting against the book. You're betting against others in the app, and you can find the line that you want. So go to betteredge.com. This is a social betting app or a social betting product. It's really cool. It's really new, and we got a lot of people using it and doing the competitions. So go to betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. Prize picks use the code 5. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick at Five Reasons Sports. i got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Brady will be back with us later in the week. He, like me, is caught up in this rainstorm in Fort Lauderdale, so he does not have... Uh, power. I've got it for a little bit longer, so we're going to try to go through this thing 
if we can. The big story tonight, we were waiting until the game ended, the play-in game ended. The Chicago Bulls come back from 19 down to beat the Toronto Raptors and steal the, uh, well, steal basically for now, I guess you would call it the ninth spot. They got an opportunity now to get the eighth spot if they can beat Miami in Miami on Friday night. Uh, Alex, myself, and Brady will be at that game. And this is a rematch of the season opener in Miami. When everything was so promising, we were looking at this heat season and saying, well, can they repeat being a number one seed? And they got their asses kicked in that season. offense. And then they went on to lose two more games against the Bulls during the season. So the Heat come into this 0-3 against Chicago this season. Tonight, Zach Levine was the star, but DeMar DeRozan played well as well. And those are the two guys that Miami obviously is going to have to need to deal with in this matchup. But also, they're going to have to deal with a couple of defenders on the perimeter in Alex Caruso and Patrick Beverly, who was picked up during the season. So we're going to break down this matchup for you here tonight as much as we can. And then we're going to deal with a more sort of existential question here which is, should the Heat even be trying to win this game <laughs> for the future of the franchise? And I know Greg has some thoughts on that. Uh, but let's let's go to Alex first, just on tonight's game between the Bulls and the Raptors, because we were preparing for a Raptors podcast, and the Bulls showed some heart. And I will say this about Chicago. The second half of the season, or since the All-Star break, I thought that team might pack it in. They have not. They've had actually the best defensive rating in the league, since the All-Star break, Billy Donovan has got them playing together. Lonzo Ball has not played at all this season. He may never play again. That was supposed to be their starting point guard. Then it was Io was supposed to be their starting point guard. That didn't work out either. And so now it's Beverly and Caruso. They've gone all defense in the backcourt. They're playing DeRozan essentially at the four uh, with Vucevic at the five. What do you think of this Chicago team? Because I, this was impressive tonight. I was not expecting them to come back from 19. Uh, Van Vliet had it going a little bit. I think Toronto has a better all-around roster. They lost the game, though. What do you think about this for Friday? I'm pretty much with you on just about everything you said there. I think, um, you know, the Bulls, like you said, they showed heart. I I don't remember if we made picks on the show or on playback at any point. I had, I think I had said that I liked the Bulls just basically for, you know, the aspect of the closers when it comes to uh, DeRozan and Levine. That, that wasn't necessarily – um, the case tonight, it wasn't DeRozan, you know, making every single clutch shot or anything like that. He almost <laughs> lost it at the end. But um, basically, I just think their defensive foundation is worth giving them a lot of credit for. Because last season, when they put this whole thing together with their kind of, you know, quote unquote, big three, DeRozan, Levine, Vucevic, like they were not a good defensive team. Um, you know, they got killed by the Bucks in the playoffs. And this season, you know, you mentioned it. They're fifth for the season in adjusted defensive rating. And I have more I can go into there as far as, like, what they're good at on defense. And, you know, despite their offense, you know, not being that good for what you would think it is uh, for the guys that they have, it's it's 24th for the season in offensive rating. They have guys who can make plays. But when you look through the roster, they don't have a lot of defensive minuses anymore. You mentioned them. Like, you have Caruso. You have Beverly, you have Io who can defend, you have Patrick Williams. And I know, you know, you mentioned that they're starting DeMar at the four, but they can do different things. I think Patrick Williams showed you why he has some value still as somebody who was a top five pick. They can defend. And I think that's really what they've shown this season and why they were able to come back. They have guys who can kill you and who have killed the Heat in their 0-3 record to the Bulls. I mean, I guess the Bulls this season, like you look at DeRozan who played all three games he averaged 28 points on uh, just under 65% shooting from the field, 
50% from three, averaged eight assists and one turnover versus the Heat this season. And then um, Levine wasn't quite as drastic. He averaged just under 20 points, but he did it on high-level shooting, and he, he played in two out of three games, 56% from the field, 43 from three. So, you know, their guys have killed you this season. You haven't gotten a win against them this season, like you said. And I, I like this matchup, despite all that, better than the Raptors. I just think the Raptors would have made things way too tough for the Heat with their size. And this is not to disrespect any of the Bulls, like, defenders. I just think the size stuff makes such a big difference for this team. Like, I think that the Jimmy can actually go at a lot of their good defenders just because of, you know, his physical um, – the, as- the physical aspect of his game and how he can create the body contact, I think this is a better matchup for him, uh, whereas the Raptors kind of have length and size at every position. And they're not, they weren't the better defense this season, but I think in a, in a, in a one-game playoff series, it would have made it tougher on Jimmy and Bam. So all in all, I like the Bulls matchup. And, you know, that's just kind of getting into it, uh, you know, a, a little preview because there's more there. All right. So, and, and we will touch on more of that. DeRozan was the guy against Miami this year. Yeah. Um, I, I looked Average at the three 28 ma- a game. Yeah, I looked at the three games, Greg. Uh, the first game was most representative because the Heat were healthy uh, or, or health healthier than they were in the other two. The, the other two, it's kind of tougher to gauge because um, of who was in and out at that point. But the first game of the season, I mean, just remembering it, Miami looked like they had some control in the first half, and then it just the bottom just completely fell out. And it was very much foreboding for the rest of the season, actually. And it's funny because looking back at a lot of heat seasons, like what they do in the first week kind of tells you a lot of times what they are. Mm-hmm. And, and and we started to have a bad feeling about them after the season opener. And a lot of the things that are being said now about this team were being said. I remember uh, as I got my car to leave that night and I was looking at Twitter and everything else. And a lot of the same things were said then as they're said now about the heat team that they were in. They weren't physical enough. They didn't rebound enough. Uh, they didn't get enough from Bam. A lot of the stuff that we started to hear going forward, and and Chicago kind of started that. Um, I, I do want to get more into the matchup, but I, I want to ask you this question right off the top because you have gone a completely different direction than you usually go because your mm-hmm. your whole thing is you win. This is a championship organization, heat culture, et cetera, et cetera. And you actually have been sort of echoing the sentiments of a lot of others on Heat Twitter that although they're not going to do it on purpose because they don't do that, the Heat are probably better off losing this game. Um, can you just go into a little more depth on that? Because I, I, coming from you, I think it surprises some yeah, people that you, you were in sure. that direction. And, and we'll talk about whether they will lose this game or not, but your feelings on it. Yeah, so it's tough, right? Because I always want to root for them to win. And ultimately, as I watch them play, I'm going to root for them to play well and win. I'm not going to openly root for them to lose. That is absolutely counter uh, intuitive to everything within the depths of my soul. But, and Alfredo Artiega uh, of Three Yards Per Carry in our network, the best Miami Dolphins podcast on planet Earth. He, he summed it up great on Twitter, and I'm going to use his tweet as a jumping-off point for the, for the take here. Like, if they lose this game, I know that it sucks that they wouldn't go to the playoffs and they would miss a series against Milwaukee, and anything can happen in a seven-game series. But I feel like Milwaukee is deep. They have home court. They will be rested. 
and they are primed for a run that um, I just I don't think that that is a really great matchup for Miami overall. And here's the big difference because of the Heat's record and the way that you get uh, placed in order of the standings if you make the playoffs versus being in the lottery. You're talking the difference between potentially being the 20th pick in the draft or the 14th pick in the draft. So there's a six pick swing between them being a lottery team or making the playoffs as an eighth seed. And so to me, the fact that you would also have about a 2.4% chance of getting up into the top four, to me, this is one of those rare moments where you need a shot in the arm to this group and you don't know where you're going to get it from. You know you need big changes, I think, from a roster overhaul perspective other than Jimmy and Bam. What better way than to let the basketball gods shine down upon you and get up in the lottery? So for me, play hard, but it's not the worst thing if they lose. Now, and again, they're, they're going to advocate playing hard. They're not going to. Of course. Of course. And, and, and we know that. But I, I think we're just talking about this big picture. I, I will say this, and, and one of the reasons – that it is surprising coming from you is because typically we talk about the basketball guards, gods and karma and all that. And they did the right thing, say in, you know, 16, 17, was it right? Where they, they went for it in the second half of the season. They continued with the run that took them to 30 and 11. They missed the playoffs by just one game and they ended up drafting Bam out of bio who has turned out to well exceed his draft position. And since whatever you think, of Bam and whether he's a superstar or not, he's no no doubt a top five player in that draft, and they got him at 14, right? So, okay, so now in one sense we're saying, okay, you could pick 14th again in what is a very deep draft. Maybe you find another Bam-type player. But the other yeah. way to look at it is they did the Heat thing that year. They went for it. We've talked a lot about the conversations that were had about maybe you don't go for it, and then they got in that little winning streak, and they decided to just see let it play out. And, and the basketball guards rewarded them with a very, very good player uh, who they had scouted, who they found at 14. And maybe if they had picked higher, they might have taken somebody who did not end up working out. That could be Case and Wallace, the Kentucky guard this year, if they get the 14th pick. Correct. And, I, I, you know, again, you look at the times that they've actually gotten players higher, like the Justice Winslow, et cetera, didn't necessarily uh, work out. Um, so my, my overall thought is I understand what you're talking about with a six-pick difference. I'll just say this. One of the other reasons that Heat fans on Twitter today, and that's where we, you know, we I can't talk to every Heat fan on the street, okay? So we're going to Twitter where there's there's a loud cacophony from a you know, a small group of people and we tend to we tend to amplify it, right? Because we're on there all the time. But one of the things that was said on Twitter and this I just want to shoot down is this idea that you want the Heat to get eliminated now before the playoffs because you don't want them to push Milwaukee to say six games and have the front office think, oh, everything's fine and we're not going to do anything this offseason. I think the front office at this point is well aware of the limitations of this particular team. Okay, they're they're coming into the postseason, if they are going to the postseason, if you even consider this postseason, 23rd or 24th in the league in net rating. Okay, I don't think that they believe that they're a finished product and a championship contender. I think they believe that. 
uh, up until about 20 to 30 games into this season when it was all about, oh, if we could just get healthy and see what it is. But I think there's enough of a sample size now. There's a full year that this is just not working for a variety of reasons and that changes do need to be made. And then it comes, what changes can you make? What can you make within the confines of their financial restrictions and a whole bunch of other things related to that and their lack of overall assets, even though they do have, I think, more assets than people uh, believe at this stage. So I, to me, it's not about losing to like wake up the front office. I think the front office knows. I, I, we watched, you know, I sat there and we sit right above them. We're over in 118. And I watched the little quartet there of, you know, Andy and, Ad, and, and Adam and Zoe and Pat. Okay. And there wasn't a lot of smiles during that game the other night. I don't think Pat moved a muscle. Okay. His arms folded, leaning back the entire first half. So I, I don't think that's the reason for it. I, I, I think this, okay. I would like to see them compete Friday. Um, I would like to see them compete. I don't care if they win or lose at this stage. And I'm not saying that as a fan. I'm saying it as an observer. They're not going to beat Milwaukee. We know that. Uh, that is not the type of team that gets upset in the first round because they're looking past people. They're not. Giannis is a champion at this stage. He knows what it takes. His legacy in large degree is on the line again. He's going to get passed over for MVP, although you can, in part because of, fatigue and also because Embiid and Jokic have had excellent seasons but you but I think most reasonable people who watch the game know he's the best two-way player in the game still uh and he's the one unlike Durant who stays healthy most of the time so he has a lot I think to prove at this stage again but he also knows how to get there and to win the Heat are not beating them like they beat them three years ago they don't have the pieces to do it I don't think they have the heart and hunger to do it this time around so we know this is doomed, okay? Against Boston, I wasn't quite sure it was doomed. I thought they, they he had a puncher's chance with Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't play as well against Milwaukee as he does against Boston, and he's the guy that you need to play well more than anybody else, okay? So for all those reasons, like, I don't really – them winning, them losing on Friday, we get an extra week and a half of content, terrific. Uh, but he fans know where this is going, so it's not about that. I just want to see them compete. I, I watched Toronto and Chicago tonight. And even though Toronto didn't win, they competed. Chicago competed. Uh, Minnesota and and the Lakers didn't play well the other night, two last night, but they competed. The one team that did not look to me like they competed in the entire damn play-in so far, and we're gonna I'm gonna watch OKC uh, New Orleans when that was is Miami, and that was embarrassing. It was embarrassing on their home floor to give up 22 offensive rebounds. They gave up nine, 17 offensive rebounds on threes on threes. Okay, I want to see them compete. And if they lose, and, they lose. And then they, they move up six picks in the draft. And here's another thing as I get Capella PTSD flashbacks from that game. Mm-hmm. Vooch averaged 13 rebounds a game against Miami this year. And he is also the type of player that will do that Capella stuff where he can gobble up 20 boards in a game. Like he has the propensity to do that kind of thing. So I'm a little leery of that matchup as well. So as we as we look ahead, they better bring energy and effort because it's not going to be enough to just um, expect that the ball is going to bounce in your direction. All right, so let's pivot back to the game here in a second. I do want to mention the sponsor, and we'll get back into it because I do want to get into Vucevic specifically and also what you do with DeRozan. And I know Alex is in favor of a starting lineup change, and so am I, uh, particularly in this matchup. And, and I'll, Caleb Martin needs to start. Uh, that's that's where I'm at with it. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that more in a second. I do want to mention another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network and a five on the floor. It's Water Cleanup of Florida. 
You can reach out to that, that great team. There you can find them at WCUFL.com, WCUFL.com. I mean, some of you may need this after tonight. Uh, Brady's house is getting flooded right now, so maybe Brady wants to reach out. Water cleanup of Florida. Find them at WCUFL.com. I don't want to wish that on Brady. I'm sorry. But look, this happens down here in South Florida. Houses get flooded all the time here. And again, you got different kinds of leaks, mold, et cetera. Reach out to them. They do a great, great job. And if they can't do their job, and I can speak to this, can't do the job on something, and I can speak to this from experience, they will tell you. Michael Robert and their team, go, go to WCUFL.com, 24-hour emergency service, and they'll handle jobs all the way from here. I mean, they go out to Fort Myers. They go down to the Keys. They're based in Boca Raton, so it's this entire area, South Florida, even Southwest Florida. WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products. And that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so we're going to make our picks at the end, and we'll see if we have the guts. And I guess the fact is that I think all of us kind of feel the same way, that if they lose, they lose. <laughs> so I, I don't know that it even takes guts to go one way or the other. But, Alex, if they're going to start Beverly, Caruso, uh, Levine, not Patrick Williams, but obviously DeRozan and Vucevic, I mean, to me, you can plug Caleb Martin back in this starting lineup, and it gives you an extra defender – uh, against uh, against uh, Levine and uh, and against DeRozan, so that that burden is not on Jimmy. And also, we haven't talked about this a lot, but Gabe Vincent left the game, um, you know, late. I don't know if Gabe's going to be healthy enough to start on Friday. We'll get uh, more word on that. 
But Kyle Lowry's coming off the game of his heat life. So isn't this the time to put Lowry and Martin back in the starting lineup like they were for that very first game against Chicago in the season opener? I think so. And it's really full circle. Like you said, just, you know, <laughs> they're they're playing for their season against the team that they lost to in disappointing fashion. And perhaps with the same starting lineup after this whole rigmarole all season, this whole roller coaster of figuring out the rotation and figuring out the bench. And we thought that they figured something out at the end. But I, to be honest, I, I said before all of this started, I wanted them to go back to Caleb. And I thought it was going to happen. I, I, I was wrong about that. I, um, but I think at this point, you're it's literally a do or die situation. You play your best players, right? And especially if, you know, the Gabe thing, if he's not feeling 100%, that makes it, I think, a little bit easier for you to just kind of throw Kyle in there. Um, I think now is the time to do that. I think you can't mess around, especially if they're going to continue to switch, which I think that led to a lot of the rebound stuff that happened last game. The good thing that you can take away from, I think, this bull stuff, and by the way, the Vucevic point you made, Leif, was very, very relevant. He has killed the Heat, you know, historically, whether as a Magic player, as a Bulls player, on the boards, um, he can get buckets against any one of those small guys that you're going to switch onto him. So I think I'm a little bit wary about what that switching is going to look like because the Bulls are the team that where they differ from the Hawks because there are a lot of similarities as I was looking into them. Where they differ from the Hawks is as a team they had the third lowest offensive rebound percentage. So Vucevic himself is very good at that and probably will have a big rebound night if they continue to do what they did um, last night. But as a team, they're not very good at that. So you can take some solace in that, Heat fans. Um, other than that, I just think you need Caleb out there, um, as you said, to help on the DeRozan and Levine stuff. You cannot let those guys get going. And I think Caleb has been your fourth your fourth best player all season. Um, Kyle might be their third best right now. <laughs> no, but seriously, I think you just play your best players the most minutes you can. You, you maybe shuffle in some Gabe and Max. I don't know if you shuffle in Kevin Love anymore after the, the stint yeah. that he had last night. Maybe, maybe against the Bulls. Maybe. Uh, I don't I, know. I, I, I think Zeller's more. I think Zeller's, Zeller's, more Zeller's probably the more conservative and likely choice just to, you know what I mean, not mess up the defense too much because, man, he looked slow. He looked, he looked just as slow as ever um, defensively there. So I, I think now is the perfect time to do it. I think they should not be messing around anymore, you know, worrying about the rotation and, Play your best players. That's what it's come down to. And, you know, the Bulls, there's some similarities, man. Like I said with the Hawks, they take the the third most shots in the mid-range and they make it at the sixth highest efficiency. The Hawks were also really, really good there. Uh, similar with the Hawks where they both don't take many threes. Like the, the Bulls take the second fewest threes, make it at the 16th highest efficiency. And they're about middle of the pack more or less at the rim. They also don't get to the free throw line very well. So for all the talk about, you know, it kind of, like I said before, they're supposed to be an offense-heavy team. They're not that great at offense. Um, they don't turn the ball over. So that's the one thing that kind of solidifies them on the floor there because uh, on that side of the floor, I should say. And that's not good when it comes to the heat. You know, the Hawks also don't turn it over. So going to have to watch out for that. But their defense is is very, very solid. And um on the other end there, they gave they give up the third fewest shots in the mid-range and defended the fourth best when you're just talking about uh, efficiency. So, again, with the mid-range stuff, this time on the, on the defensive end, I think it's going to be tougher for Jimmy and Bam to get some of those looks and the in-between you know, in looks 
that they thrived on the whole season. The Heat were that was sneakily the best part of their offense from a shot making perspective was the mid range. So the Bulls defending that at a high level, I think, is going to be something to watch for. Also, we're going to see a lot of threes go up tomorrow because we already know the Heat give up a ton of threes. They give up the second most. The Bulls give up the third most. So mm-hmm. we're going to see a lot of those going up tomorrow. The problem is that this season, the way that it's uh, played out, and obviously every game isn't the same. Guys play some games, but guys don't play other games, whatever. The Bulls have shot just under 43% from the uh, from three against the Heat this season. And uh, for the Heat, I'm not, I don't have the number in front of me. I believe it was uh, about 34% mm-hmm. against the Bulls. Yeah. So they, they've won that battle so far, but that's that's kind of what I've seen so far. I, I think it's a good matchup, but they got to stop messing around and just play their best players. So if they do that, let's just say, Greg, if you're going to start Lowry and Martin. Stop switching. And you, and you shelve love, then essentially, okay, <clears throat> we don't know Gabe's status. It seems to create an opportunity for Oladipo. It does. Right, I, I, particularly as a defender against their wings uh, in some situations. Schroeder still plays. You need a shooter. Um, and Zeller. And, and, and Zeller. See, I think the other guy who could play is Highsmith. It's true. It's all. It all depends on, and Alex puts in the chat, maybe go Highsmith over Depot, and depending on how the matchups mm-hmm. go, and if you're having to defend certain players, maybe you do defend up versus down. Um <clears throat> with Highsmith, but I have a feeling in this game, Spolster is not going to go super deep. I think it's like trust seven and a half kind of situation. Yeah. So to that point, um, the other thing that we can't quantify is give a shit and who wants to really win. And mm. tonight uh, you alluded to when we watched on playback teams that played in the intensity levels of Toronto and of Chicago and of the other teams in the play-in and Miami not looking and matching that, like they got to show like they want it tomorrow. And well, Greg, let, let's ask this question: Do they want to get on a plane to Milwaukee? I mean, because I, because I said they this, don't. You know, during the why Atlanta the hell game. would they want to? I mean, like well, right. I mean, truth it, serum, they don't want see, to do that. See, see, I I think the motivations for these two teams are different, and I think this is what's problematic if you're rooting for the Heat, which again, many are not. Eighty-five percent of the people I polled. I polled, I got 5,000 votes on this thing on Five Reasons Twitter, and 85% said they wanted the Heat to lose this game, okay, for whatever reason. A lot of it was just they just want to stop watching this team this year. It's not even about the draft pick. But if you're Chicago, you've kind of salvaged your season a little bit, right? Like, you weren't a one seed last year. You were at certain points of the year last year. You kind of salvaged it. Like, everybody giving up that team for dead. You finish in the 10 spot. You make a you know a move to get Beverly. Beverly's been better than what the Heat added during the season. He's been better for them than Kevin Love's been for Miami overall, even though Love's had a couple of pretty good games. Um, and and now you've won a game on the road in the play-in, and you can go home and fly home and play your neighboring rival in Milwaukee and give him a competitive five or six games. And at least you carved out an identity here. Billy Donovan's probably saved his job, although I don't think Billy should have been fired anyway. And, and you kind of pivot from there. And Levine kind of salvaged a situation which very early in the year, um, the Chicago media was all over him for was he worth the contract and all that. Well, he just played a huge game in an elimination situation. Chicago's playing with house money to a large degree um, at this point. And again, they're flying back to the Midwest anyway. Might as well play Milwaukee. Miami, on the other hand, came into this season as a one seed. They look like they don't really want to play anymore. They look like they don't really want to play with each other anymore, for sure. 
And it's like the whole idea of, okay, you're going to, you're going to get up to win this game on Friday night, have a quick practice or, or a film session on Saturday, get on a plane for, for an, you know, was it a five thirty game on Sunday in Milwaukee? You're right. I think the give a shit factor is the biggest factor in this game. Like, I don't know if they will or not. I, I think Jimmy will. I talked to somebody in Jimmy's camp today who said Jimmy's Jimmy's not going to tolerate not making the playoffs. Okay. But I didn't think Jimmy was going to tolerate losing on his home floor to the Atlanta Hawks. And he came out and played his least efficient game since the All-Star. So break. many missed bunnies between right, him and Ben. Right. So, so and, and the intensity from him was okay, but it wasn't at the level that we expected from quote-unquote playoff Jimmy. And now Bam's had to hear it now for by the time this game starts on Friday – It'll be, what, 72 hours or more that he's had to hear about all of his shortcomings and back to the old dam and all the rest of this stuff. I don't know where they're going to be, Greg. I, I, I just no, don't. I, 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 that's why you know? I'm worried. I, I have a feeling that it's not going to go well, and I think that it has a lot to do with um, things that transcend X's and O's. And I'll just say this, like – Chicago's in a position where they can go and play Milwaukee and if they push them or even show flashes, they can then sell themselves on a soft reset around the guys that they have and they feel like that they are learning more about who they have in that Milwaukee series. When Miami gets to the Milwaukee series, they feel like they know what they have and it's just like, oh, shucks. And I just feel like at that moment, you're much more susceptible to just get swept or losing five and at that point that's why i keep saying and i'll end my uh contributions to the show by saying the difference between 20 and 14 is huge in, in the draft they got hero and they got bam at the end of the lottery and when you have a chance at a franchise changing uh move at getting in the top of the uh lottery and when you're devoid of assets compared to other franchises Am I selling you on it, Heat fans? We shall see. Well, it's a sell to Heat fans to make them feel better if the performance Friday is not good. It's it's yeah. not something the Heat are going to actively try to do Friday. Agreed. We know that. They're, they're not going to go in with that. Added. Well, the organization is not. The coaching staff is not. The players don't care about assets. The players don't care. Players care about, you know, in some cases, contracts for some of them, and in some cases, saving face, I think, um, or I would hope. But Alex, as someone who's been in that building now with me for the last, what, three years, right? It's a Friday night in Miami, okay? I went on StubHub today just to take a look. You can get into that damn thing for seven bucks on Friday night, okay? I mean, upper level, you're going to be sitting up there, you know, with the birds. But, like, I mean, 7 you get, p.m. There, there's no motivation for Heat fans to go to this thing. They're just like, you're right, you're right, exactly. And it's a 7 p.m. game on a Friday night. Like, they, they, everybody's going to be late. And I, I just can envision a scenario. We saw how Chicago took them out of their game there a couple times at home. Like, I can envision a scenario where, I mean, they're shooting poorly. They're down 24 to 11 early on before anybody's in their damn seat. And then the, the energy in that Better building. Happen below, well, right. And, and, but the energy, well, at least though, at least though, look, there was an expectation they were going to win that game against the Hawks. And so I think he fans are like, Oh, it's Atlanta. They'll give up a run at some point. We've seen this story before. I mean, look, we, we saw Trey young declare it over a couple of years ago in that building. And then he went on a 22 to two run. Like I, th th there's a, but, but the Chicago, they keep losing to Chicago. Okay. Uh, DeRozan continues to play well against them. 
I I think that the the building matters on Friday night too. Like there just might not be a good vibe in there. They have to get off to a good start. I, that's that's one of the other reasons why I agree with you. I would put the lineup on the floor that they think has the best chance to start fast. And Jimmy even said the other day, we haven't started very well. It's been a consistent problem for us. I don't think he's calling out specific players because we know he loves Max. But I I think it's some. I think I you got to start Caleb and Kyle. You have to hope you get off to a good start, and then you hold on for dear life. I mean, that's kind of where it's at. I'm 100% with you. And and like you said, um, you know, it is what happened in the Hawks game. But like you said, like, there was expectation that they were going to beat the Hawks. Now everybody's just kind of down on the team. Um, the game starts earlier. We're having a terrible week of weather in South Florida. <laughs> Um, if, the, if, the, if that's continuing, I mean, I'm not a weatherman, so I haven't looked at Thursday's weather report right now, but if that continues through Thursday and it's just an awful day of flooding, I think it's going to be even less people in there. So I'm 100% with you. They need to start the game off right because we, we've already seen it. Like, they cannot be a team to try to come put themselves in deficits, to try to come back down from. Like, that is where they lose. That is where and how they've lost this season is from the inconsistent effort or – if, if maybe they start a game off um, well, but then a couple of quarters, their effort is off. So whether it's, I think the starting is extra important though, because of the factors we're talking about here. And, and I, I really just could not agree more with you guys are talking about the give a shit factor. Like I wish there was a way to quantify that because I feel like the heat would be in the bottom 10 in the league this season. If give a shit factor was a real um, stat. So yeah, I, I'm with you there. Like I, I think that he can win this game. And I don't know if you're going to ask for predictions. I think they will win this game. But again, this is what I said before the Hawks game. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. I think now, since it's a do or die situation, you're going to see the effort, uh, I think, ramped up even more. Um, and I, that's just kind of where I'm at. Like, I, if they lose, they lose. I think I, I would rather see them go up against the Bucks just because I want to elongate uh, this season. And I, I said on Hangover Time, I'm dreading doing um, – off-season and transaction content already like oh come on. it's too soon it's too soon for all that stuff i'm not looking forward to it and i want to cover another playoff series so i hope they win for our sake wouldn't be surprised if they didn't though i think they're gonna lose i think i think they're gonna lose greg i, I really do I, I i wouldn't yeah i i wouldn't have said that obviously i thought they're gonna be atlanta um and i get that and, perspective too by the way and the whole like wanting the 14th pick that's completely understandable like there's well, no is, but, calling but the fans world or anything that's not why they're gonna lose no. it's it, it, it that that's the thing we're gonna throw to fans to say okay feel better about this but that's not why they're gonna lose because they don't care about any of that and the players don't and they shouldn't i mean it's not that no. <laughs> they're not even gonna know that like that's not the type of thing but I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like they want it to be over. Like that's, and and if that, and if they don't, they shouldn't have given us that vibe the whole damn season. Okay, like that's, I mean, we're, we're, right. we're saying that now because we've watched this for eighty three games. I know, and it just looks like they want to be done with each other. Like they just, they want it, they want to head off and regroup. And who's going to be here next year? And is the front office going to make some changes? The only Lord thing the that makes me, the, well, the only thing that makes me hesitate at all about any of this is that Jimmy Butler, since he left Chicago has put up better numbers against Chicago than any other team in the NBA. Um, he's his highest scoring average. He's been incredibly efficient against the Bulls. No matter who they've had, he's played well typically against the Bulls, especially in that building up there where he used to play as his home building, but just in general. But I, And again, I, I, people are saying Jimmy's not going to let him not go to a playoff series. 
you know what? I, Jimmy was stupidly locked in a couple of years ago. There's certain times well, where it's just and all the just, shots they missed the other night, Ethan. It's right. like you, you don't expect to miss those. If that's the kind of mind frame mindset that they're in, they're mistake right. prone. And the two things here, and 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 I have to sneak this in, like mistakes like turnovers and miss threes those are the types of things that suck the air out of the building and so they just have to watch for those things it's just it's killer well you have to start away uh the bulls are the eighth best at forcing turnovers so well and that's another reason why i would start kyle and it's crazy how the season's come around full circle because i was advocating him for him really not even to play for them anymore this season at a certain point all of us have had you know not just the heat have had a bad year but sometimes we've projected things wrong here but they're at the stage right now that you need you need like i said uh he's gonna play seven seven and a half i I, that's even if you look the other night if you look at the minute counts he did play 10 but he really played like seven and a half i mean he's that's what he's going to do this time around. He's going to push Bam and Jimmy's minutes as he should. He's going to push Tyler's minutes as he should. And I, I think that in a certain degree, if we want to talk about this being anything of a referendum going forward, I think he's going to throw his three guys out there and Kyle to a certain degree. But we know that obviously if they can move him this offseason, they will. He's going to throw his three guys out there and see if they sink or swim together. Can they actually figure this thing out and win a game? Okay. okay? Because yeah, because it just does not look – Right. And we've talked about Bam and Jimmy being a zero sum game here. Um, I, I just, you know, and then the Tyler move to the starting lineup, which I, I, I think was the right move. I would do it again. He deserved it. But that created some some I would say some playing friction. I'm not going to say some locker room friction, but some play. I just think he's going to throw the three of them out there and, and see what they've got. Um, I think I think they're going to I think they're going to get beat, though. I do. And I don't even know it's going to be Vucevic because honestly, Vucevic has not been the same player in Chicago that he was in Orlando. He hasn't been the same player post-COVID. He hasn't been the same player in terms of the style that he plays. He's out on the perimeter more often now. That's not what gets me. What gets me is, uh, you know, I I was kind of watching DeRozan tonight to see if he would become defrozen as he tends to be in some of these games. I thought he was good tonight. If they get that same, and he's been very good against Miami. You mentioned the lack of turnovers. To be honest, he's kind of played like Jimmy against Miami. He's the most similar player to Jimmy offensively I think in the league, in a lot of ways, he was the most similar player to Dwayne for a while before the athleticism went down. Um, Dwayne used to make that comp when we would talk to him about it. And I, I think he's in a good groove right now. Levine, you know, took a step uh, with his performance tonight. And Caruso and Beverly are going to drive them nuts. And look, if you really don't want to be there, if you really don't want to play this game, <laughs> those are the last two guys you want to see because they're going to annoy the F out of you. Okay. And, and so they're going to ball pressure. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.